Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Awesomes, welcome back to Awesome Today. I'm your host, Meg Teets, joined as I always am on a Monday by my all-the-time husband. Sometimes chef, beef stew boy. Kyle. Kyle. You don't like to say your name on mic, I've noticed. I do not like my presence to be known in public, period. This whole podcast thing is a test of of my public-facing private life. Okay, I think that's a fair assessment. All right, this week we have a show focused primarily on food and cooking. Food and cooking, and how appropriate, because the the other lovely ladies of the awesome network just dropped a, a frugal cooking episode, I believe. That's right, yes. I'll be honest, I haven't listened to it yet. Mm-hmm. I, I actually want to. Whether or not I get to, we'll see. Life's been a little hectic. Yeah. Um, But that was dropped, and I have no doubt it was excellent. I I know these people-ish vicariously through you. I'm saying words. You're wondering if I'll ever stop rambling. (laughs) No. Um, No. And and we've been on a beef stew quest for, what, 10 days? Yes. Roughly. Um, Things, as most people, or I would guess, are aware at this point, we've... Been ushering through some end-of-life things with your mother, and we've been in survival mode here. And I picked up, because it was fast and cheap and easy, I picked up two giant Sam-sized packages of roast. That's right, yes. And if you'll go through the labors of cutting that into smaller pieces, it's great stew meat. That's right. You really, I mean, in, in normal, unchaotic life, unstressed life, you love to cook. I do, yes. But I do think it can... I was a little too enthusiastic. Can we edit that out and just be like, yeah, whatever. No, that's not right. It is, I would I say... I creeped myself out a little. <laughs> well, no. No reason to be creeped out. I would say... Yeah, I do. Like that? Is that better? <laughs> that's better, yes. <laughs> I would say cooking is 
genuinely like your main hobby? If you were to, yes. if someone would be like, what's your hobby? I think you would say, I like to cook. Purposefully, I've chosen that. Yes. Um, and this isn't a celebration of me no. by any means. No. I chose that because it's a hobby I can do that keeps me around my people. And I like my people. That's right. I want to be around my wife and my children, so I, ch- I chose it as a hobby. And if I may, you like good food. I love good food. Fat guys love to eat. <laughs> That's some age-old wisdom. Yes, right it there. is. That's. I wish I could take credit for coining that phrase. <laughs> Somebody I worked with in the past who was indeed both fat and loved to eat. He, When he said this, the first time I heard him say it... <laughs> He literally had brisket fat dripping down his forearm. Yes, that's true. That is true. And that was a priceless moment. Yes. Um, But so in stressful times, as we've had with the passing of my mother, you kind of like kicked into, oh, I'm going to cook and we're going all the way in on comfort food. Yeah. We're going to the food of my people. We're we're pelvic thrusting into the cooking. Yes. Is that PG? That's disturbing to think about. Well, that's how excited we were. You were. I was. Uh, it's not the food of my people that's the food, really, of your people. Well, it started out, but this has been a journey. Yeah. We've, we've shared some things about uh, carne gasada mm-hmm. with a G, gasada. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is beef stew. Mm-hmm. It's Latin. It's Mexican, Central American. That's yes. beef stew. And then in the interim, I threw in one... I think I've, I know I've mentioned this in the past. A fascination of mine yeah. about cuisines and cooking is that with just the change of one or two ingredients and one or two seasonings, the exact same dish is something entirely different. Yeah. And so I did a, uh, a, a an English, like UK, English beef stew. Right. In the middle there. And then for the last, this most recent go around... I did, and bear with me because I'm going to struggle to pronounce this right, Hoviesi goulash and Hoskava kanadlike. Whoa. Hoskava kanadlike. You had to. It's it's almost pornographic. I'm apologizing and blushing and waving my hands to the blushing face. Yes. You had to. You didn't have to. You were inspired to return to that probably packed away in the recesses of your mind, hearing your grandfather speak a little Czech. Yes. I, I, when I ran across this, I absolutely had flashback memories of both my grandfather saying Kenedlike effortlessly and my own mother struggling to say it, but enjoying to, to eat it. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Now, this is different from my favorite Czech word, which is yitzanitsi. Yes. And I'm probably saying it wrong. Probably. I feel like there's some R's in it somewhere. It's a, all, of the, all of the Eastern European, Slavic, and so yeah. on languages, they have combinations of letters that us Americanos are not yeah. used to. You like how I called us by the Spanish version <laughs> of that, just to mix it all up? Uh, I do feel like that region of the world, they love their consonants. It's a, yeah. a consonant-heavy language. Yes. Okay, I'm going to pretty much turn this microphone over to you, but... I was wondering, so you had, you'd done the carne asada. Yes. You'd done the more UK or Great Britain style mm-hmm. beef stew. What did, did, were you just like, you know what? I remember there being a Czech twist on this or did it, what, what inspired you to go this path? 
Hmm, what indeed, because the internet searches are always a, a real journey of skipping, jumping, and yeah. hip thrusting, honestly, wow. if I'm honest. Okay. There's a lot of hip thrusting. It's hard to type that way. Uh-huh. But you're, you may, may or may not tear up and cry, so I'll try to talk consistently to give you that opportunity. Thank you. Um, it, was, is, it was as we were navigating through some things with end-of-life for your own dear sweet mother, I was I was feeling and thinking nostalgically through multiple generations of my side of the family, the stuff that I was familiar with. My grandfather was full Czech. He was technically Czechoslovakian. Yeah. Um, he was the first of their family, I think 13 kids in that family, and he was the first one born on U.S. soil. Right. His his own father, um, as I understand it, you didn't get to necessarily pick your profession. Right. And he, had, he was a steeple builder mm-hmm. and afraid of heights. Yes. Which was grand inspiration to immigrate to the Americas. Right, yeah. So my grandfather, first of that family born here, and all absolute all of the the props is it even cool to say that anymore i don't think it is but to go with it. his wife yeah. my grandmother clela mm-hmm. who was actually swedish right yeah. but she learned mm-hmm. to contribute to making him a happy man yeah if he ever was happy i don't know he's a pretty gruff fellow <laughs> he was pretty gruff. um but yeah she learned all of the the czech dishes yes she did and i remember certainly would remember all the kolaches and things like that. Anyway, I then getting off track. I was thinking back through family and stuff, and I thought, beef stew. Surely, surely, there's a Czech version. Sure, yeah. And I looked it up, and I ran across Hoviesi goulash. Yeah. Which is beef goulash. And as we discussed... I'll ask you, does goulash get a, get a bad name? Okay, yes, it does, and... To me, when I hear goulash, mm-hmm. I think of elementary cafeteria. Mm-hmm. I think of a macaroni and tomatoy or shells. Okay, see, that's interesting. I've never had it with shells that I can remember. Only in the cafeteria have I ever had it with shells. Okay, I'm thinking like a, a an elbow macaroni. Yeah. With a tomato-based sauce and some ground beef, I remember absolutely hating goulash day. Yep. And just thinking like, this feels terrible. And then I also have a weird association with the, the Soviet Russia yeah, being yeah, part yeah. of the goulash experience. So, it's- Well, you're maybe thinking of the gulag, <laughs> which I did spend a few years in. Anyway, I did not have a positive connotation of the word goulash and so when you started talking about making this i was like okay i trust you but yeah yeah well and i likewise i didn't i would not have assigned positive thoughts towards the word goulash yeah but as i read the recipe and of course what took me there was looking for stew right yeah it has it has no macaroni in it right yeah it has no noodles in it right it is their version of beef stew right and so i felt encouraged enough to move ahead yeah there were some interesting things to note. Mm-hmm. These, so when I did the uh, when I did the carnicasada, mm-hmm. that had uh, peppers, onions, celery. Celery's optional. People will argue whether or not celery belongs in there. It tasted good. It, it belongs in there. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not sorry. All that. Yeah. 
and what little garlic, a little tomato, if I hadn't already said that, heavy dose of tomato, the acid in the tomato used to help break down this poor quality meat. Mm-hmm. Then when I went to the uh, English version of stew, we had the addition of carrots, the absence of peppers. Right, true, yes. The addition of carrots. And then when I come to the, the here, this Czech version, it is onions, beef, and tomato paste. I suppose absolutely, I know absolutely, you could use tomatoes. But it was that in terms of the the food ingredients. Mm-hmm. And stunningly, like the whole time I was I was prepping for this, I was like, oh, this there's no way this can go well because it calls for an equal quantity in weight of onions to the meat. Right? That's so much onion. That's a lot of onion. And especially so I was cooking for seven of us. And hopefully to have leftovers and more than one meal from it. So I used five pounds of roast. Let me tell you what, five pounds of onions? That's a whole bag. It's a whole Sam's size bag. That's an entire Sam's bag of onions. That felt really weird. Um, And then the other differences across any cuisine are going to be the exact seasonings that you use. So check seasonings. Oh, typically, and it's not like this is all that it is, but typically you're going to have the involvement of caraway seeds, salt, pepper, sweet paprika, 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 sweet, the sweet kind, um, tomato paste, bay leaves, and dried marjoram. Yes. So the oddballs here in terms of what wasn't necessarily in our cabinetry already, because we don't typically use them, would be the caraway seeds and the dried marjoram. Caraway seeds, for anybody unfamiliar, this is going to be an anise or black licorice flavor. Right. And the smell of black licorice is overwhelming. And if you hate black licorice, and I do, that sounds terrible. And again, I was concerned Sure. as I smelled that and was like, oh, no, no, no. But while it's a very distinct flavor, it does change during cooking. And if you like rye bread, you're tasting caraway. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what gives rye bread its distinct flavor as I understand it. I'm okay. not a big baker. I'm relying on internet research to tell you that. Okay. I am not a huge... Here's the weird thing for me. I'm not a huge rye bread fan, but I do love black licorice. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to well, say about that. Maybe it's more of a... You like sugar. Well, I don't that's know. a part of it. I'm the sure. simpler the sugar, the better. Uh-huh. Yeah. Marjoram, which... Another thing that comes up that that is fascinating to me across even just even if you're just focusing on one of these like just the Czech version or just carne asada or whatever everybody's means of making this deviates in terms of when do specific seasonings go in right okay the specific recipe I followed said that the marjoram goes in. Like when, when everything's done, and you know it's done when the beef, and this is true across all formats, when the beef is fork tender. Right, yeah. That's that's the holdout. That's the thing you're waiting on is for this tough, yeah. weirdly grained meat to be chewable. Mm-hmm. 
And so when you reach that point, you turn the heat off. That's when you add the marjoram. Okay. And stir and then just kind of let it do its thing for 10 minutes of rest or whatever before you eat. Sure. Now, just saying marjoram, do you have any clue what that tastes like? No, not really. In fact, like you said, it's not something that we even... We have a pretty well-stocked spice cabinet, but I don't know that it's one that we usually have in there. Or if right. we do, it's like 10 years old. <laughs> right, right. It is... Internet explanations are sweet, spicy aroma with floral notes. I get some of the floral from it. Some people pick up a, a camphor oh, yeah. type thing from it. Some say that it is a either a gentler oregano or a sweeter thyme. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I can loosely catch that. More strongly, I get the floral notes. I can loosely catch gentler oregano, sweeter thyme. But what I really got that I didn't see anybody else write about, so probably this is complete propaganda, but I got... A citric acid note. Oh, okay. So, and I noticed that because so many other meals I would finish in similar fashion by adding either lemon juice, lemon rind, something like that, orange orange rind, lime, all those things. Um, that's what I got. And so I really felt like that was the presence that it brought. Okay. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. Okay. Not invested in that. Now, I do want to say, and normally I don't follow recipes at all yeah <laughs> i'd never done this and there, again there were some things that i was like what that, what so i followed this recipe exactly and i feel like an excellent story is where i found the yeah. recipe yeah yeah there's a website called cook like checks.com checks is spelled c-z-e-c-h-s yes the petra and i I'm not looking at the website, so I can't tell you what her last name is. I probably wouldn't be able to pronounce it anyway. This is a Czech Czech Republic. I keep wanting to say Czechoslovakian, but that hadn't existed since the early 90s. Yeah. Um, she's a Czech woman. She's a, a wife, a mother of two young boys who are in their teens. Mm-hmm. And a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A very good cook. She put all of this, began putting all of this together as a website and recipes and things because of the miserable, ugly, stupid global pandemic. Oh, okay. So going back to 2020. Mm-hmm. And 
so with her two boys home, she said she found herself basically in the kitchen all day. Mm, right. Between cooking meals and cooking snacks. And because there's no, I guess it's no, there's no Twinkies there. There's no Trader Joe's to go get your prepackaged right. snackeries. You, you got to make the things. Yeah. Uh, or you want to because you believe in good health and things, Well, that too. Yes. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in conjunction with that, one of the, it's one of the very important pieces of cu- curriculum as her boys went through distance learning or whatever it's all called, um, was that they learn English. Oh, okay. And so she'd struck a deal with one of her two boys that she would cook and she would write out everything, recipes, directions, all of that stuff in check. And then as part of his English learning, he would translate it to English and put it up on oh, a website. that's really cool. I love it. I that's, thought it was brilliant. That's a great way to apply what you're learning in a very practical way. Yeah. And the boys are picking up some... Some cooking knowledge along the way. Yes. Like it. So looking specifically at the goulash, the Hoviesi goulash or Hoviesi, Hoviesi, I think they pronounce the last part. Mm-hmm. They, they enunciate the Z. Um, now, I, I more than tripled this yeah. because I was making a larger thing. And yeah. all of this is on our website. Uh, but you start out with three tablespoons of some type of fat. Very common from my own experience of, of Czech eating growing up is lard. Yeah. We are spoiled Americans, and we recently acquired from Amazon a tub of tallow beef fat from Wagyu, which is like, if you're unfamiliar with that, it's the epitome of, of cattle. It's the bougie kind oh, of Oh, it's amazing. Beef. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot of interesting things about it. So I used that as my as my fat. And then one and a half pounds of onions where I was using a little over five. But one and a half pounds of, of onion, you roughly chop that. You, you get it mostly brown in there. And then they, her instructions, and this is where I did deviate. Her instructions were then that you add to that your pound and a half of beef and mm-hmm. sear all the sides. Yes. My pot was so full of onions. Yes. I, I browned the beef separately right. and then dumped it and all the juices and stuff into the onions. Yes. And that um, really helped too, once you did that, to kind of further break down the onions that yeah. were already browning. Yeah. I was skeptical mm-hmm. because as as her recipe laid out, you did not season the meat at all during right. the cooking process. And every other every other thing I've done, even yeah, for years, has always been to heavily season the meat, then sear it, then do the things. But nope, I didn't, and I stuck with the recipe. Turned out fantastic. Spoiler, all of that. Um, so brown that up, dumped it in, and then once once we were there, I didn't have to add any fluid. You want a little bit of fluid in there. I had enough from the meat searing right. that I didn't need to add any, but you'd want to add just a, a little bit in there because you're going to throw in um, your tablespoon of caraway. Uh, salt and pepper, two tablespoons of the sweet paprika, two tablespoons tomato paste. And you want to be pretty constant stirring of that for about two minutes. You don't want, if you burn any of it, you've wrecked the whole dish. Right. So that's your really, I am present and in the cooking process. That's your hands on at the stove, stirring it all in. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Get that part done. And then you add in three cups of broth. 
you're you basically want to get to and you could use water too broth is going to be a little bit richer but you could use water uh and you want to just almost cover the meat throw in some bay leaves bring everything to an aggressive boil drop it to a simmer and then you're you're leaving that there until that meat gets fork tender yes come back in at that point you take the bay leaves out you add in you take it off the heat you add in your tablespoon of margarine marjoram it's a difficult thing it's not the fake butter yeah no. when you first told me this called for margarine margarine i mm-hmm. thought you said margarine yeah and i was like i've never known you to cook with margarine before this could be interesting right but right no this is the margarine margarine mm-hmm. Mar- marjo ram yeah something add that in tablespoon of that stir salt pepper more if you want to taste and then you cover it and rest it for 10 minutes and then it's good to go good yes that's the goulash and it was good. Mm-hmm. It sure was. Now, the Hoskava Knedlike. Mm-hmm. I always have to pause and think about it before I say it. Sure. This is a bread dumpling. Different than dumplings that I've ever had yeah, in my life. Very different, yes. Um, it was three and three quarters cups of flour, two pinches of salt. You make a well. You do... Two table or no, two teaspoons. I'm sorry. Yeah. Of, or do two tablespoons. And active, see what yeah, don't do that. Active dry yeast or ten grams or whatever. It was one packet is yes. what I used. Yeah. A pinch of sugar in that. A third of a cup of milk in there. You let it sit. Let that yeast learn how to eat and grow. Uh, separately, you take another two thirds cup of milk and egg. You loosely whisk that up, and then eventually you add it in. You knead everything until it's smooth. You add water if you need to. If it's not there or if it's sticky you add flour all anybody that knows how to do a bread dough is like yeah 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 i know what right. you're talking about let's move on mm-hmm. um i that was the first bread dough i've ever done in my life ever. it was a very traumatic and scary experience yes but it did work out it did it did but you were a little nervous i, I was noticed. nervous you're not you're not often nervous in the kitchen but i did it's notice. true it's true it may have been because i didn't have pants on i don't know and i once again burned all the hair off of my shins don't know how that happened Seems to be a thing. Yeah. You set that in a warmish place with a towel covering the bowl so that the dough can rise for 45 minutes. It should double mm-hmm. in quantity, at which point you take it out, you separate it into two pieces, and you make basically just cylinders out of it. Yeah, yeah. You have two choices at this point. You can boil it or you can steam it. And according to Petra, and I heeded her advice as though it were gospel. Okay. The kind of flour that you use is very important. The kind of flour that is used in that part of the world is not the kind of flour that we use here. Okay. I cannot remember the name. It's on the, again, it's on her website. She's the smart one. I'm just copycatting her. Yeah. Um, It's different though. And... The closest we could come is all-purpose flour. Mm -hmm. And she had commented very specifically, if you're going to use all-purpose flour, don't boil it. Steam these dumplings. dumplings. Don't boil or it'll be a... 
it'll be icky. Okay. Which makes sense to me because every dumpling I've ever had, I have no doubt, here in the U.S. was made from all-purpose flour, and it was cooked in the pot yes. of whatever soup and things, and it was like a gummy, it right. was like a bad Play-Doh experience. Yes, yes. I, I have had that experience, too. I know so many people love, love, love chicken and dumplings, and I'm sure there are some great ways to prepare it. All of the ones I've ever had, the dumpling part is so slimy just yes. on a textural level and yes. again i'm sure that there are many awesomes yelling at their um their devices right now as they're listening to say what what was wrong that made the dumplings slimy but that had been my experience so when yeah. you said you decided you were going to steam yeah. the dumplings instead i was like okay i can get on board with that yes yes so and I think I left this out of the written instructions. One of the other things called for, and I did fail on this front, and it was fine without it. Um, one of the things that the recipe calls for as you're originally kneading your dough is that you add in, and I'm, I didn't write down the amount and I can't recall it. It's on, Again, it's in her recipe, a, a certain measurement of stale bread. Oh, right, right, like right. Cut into little uh -huh. third-inch cube things. Um, that's technically what makes it a dumpling, I believe, huh. is because it has, or no, that's technically why they can call it a bread, is because it has the little pieces of bread in it. Oh, interesting. It's a weird deal. Okay. Good enough, whatever. So, yep, then to steam it, you steam it for 25 minutes, which feels like an eternity. Yeah. But it works. It does work, yes. She had commented, if you're not going to eat it immediately... If you're not going to immediately cut and serve, that you want to brush it with butter. Mm. Now, I love butter, so even though we were going to eat it immediately, I pulled it out and rolled it through a dish of melted butter and then sliced it into little bread-like pieces. Threw those down on a plate, and you're, you are in the process of editing a video for this, right? Yes, that's right. Along with this very, very low broth, very low quantity of broth slash gravy beef stew, beef right. goulash. yeah. Holy smokes. It was so good. Yeah. So what's so interesting to go back to the process of making the goulash, I was very nervous about this equal amount of beef and onion. Yeah. But the onion becomes the gravy. Yeah. No, no flour required to thicken or anything. Right. With the carne asada, you pulled out some of the, the broth and juice and you mixed in the flour, made a slurry, and then that thickened it right up into a gravy. But this, I was... I was mystified how yeah. this transformed into the actual gravy. And you would think with that much onion, there'd be this overwhelming oniony taste, but it not at really all. did not. Not at all. Now, most of us had a case of the tootie pants. Yeah, that's Because there were a lot of onions in there. That is true. There was some definite tooting happening. Kind of a, a few traces of it still around here, honestly. In my undershorts? No, is that what you're getting at? the family you here. Telling everyone I poop myself? No. Too much hip thrusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but amazingly, amazingly, the, the onions just disintegrate and become the gravy. The flavor on this was so spectacular. Yeah. Now, it's interesting because you asked for candid opinions from everyone yeah. at the table. And I said that the flavor, the consistency, everything reminded me of more like a French style yeah. stew, like a Almost like it had a red wine in it. A je ne sais quoi. There French was a certain stew? je ne sais quoi to it. But you felt like it had a more Italian feel to I it. I did. From the, from the tomato paste, right. which was very potent. Yeah. I did. Yeah. 
But it was a hit all the way around. Everyone liked it. In fact, it was another one of those dishes where I tried to make extra. Yep. There was barely, <laughs> I made enough for 14 people and there was barely any left. Several of the children had seconds on that, including Nico. Including Nico. Yep. We don't talk about Nico. We, <laughs> so we, you sliced the, the dumplings and you almost served it like, Bread style on yeah, the like, side like instead of like dropping slices it into of a the thin bro- yeah. uh, loaf, a thin loaf, yes, thin a loaf. loaf, a th- loaf, loaf. yes. Yeah. But it was a hit. It, it was, was enjoyed by everyone. I will add one thing I did for those who end up seeing the video. One thing I did because it's from my memory. So so Petra did not call for any garlic. Oh, well, that's true. Now, yes. at least in my experience of Czech cooking, garlic is. Wow. Garlic is life. Big. Yeah, like just for a, if you're making something that serves four, there's a whole head of garlic in there. Right, yes. And so for something that served 14, just because I was like, it needs to have uh-huh. some garlic. So I did use a head of garlic, but this was a massive, a massive pot, pot of, of things. Yeah. I would I would think, use a couple cloves in yeah. there. Yeah. So it did. It turned out great. It was so hearty and filling. And I can see how as Petra is in her kitchen in the Czech Republic trying to feed two hungry teenage boys yeah. with something that's going to actually fill them up. I can see how this would be a big go-to. Yeah. Now, she has she has a ton of recipes on there. Uh, Czech food, I would guess, true of all Eastern European heavy bread presents. Uh, so you've got a lot. And bread is... Uh, mispronouncing Kanedliki, Kanedlika, Kanedlike, whatever. I'm just going to let um, you handle that yourself. You run across that Kanedlike. Uh-huh. You run across that name. It's it's a bready thing, mm-hmm. whether it's a dumpling or an actual loaf of bread. Um, I, I grew up, I'd never had this one. I grew up eating hoska, which is a Christmas bread, a braided bread with nuts and raisins and butter and sugary goodness. So good. Um, yeah. So anyway, breads, lots of breads. Yeah. Let there be bread. Let there be bread comforting us these days for sure. So what else? What else on all that mess? I can't think of anything else on this particular dish. Okay. She does, like I said, she has a lot of stuff in there. She goes through the whole, uh, all the variants of schnitzel oh right yeah which is for a person from the south that's chicken fry mm-hmm. chicken fried steak chicken fried chicken mm-hmm. all the the things that's what schnitzel is with a little bit finer of a yeah a crust on it yeah meat usually pounded out thinner stuff you, and things do you think you're going to try schnitzel next yeah i don't know if it's next but okay. schnitzel's on the radar for something we're going to go after before long okay any other cooking things on the Horizon that you're raring to try? Mm, not that comes to mind immediately. I wish. So you'd mentioned earlier, uh, Yitzernitsi. Yeah. I wish I didn't know how that was made. Yeah, good talk about how you know how the sausage is made. Yeah. It's literally how that sausage is made. It's I, difficult. I have, or at least at one time, I don't know if I still have it or not, I had access to a it was a Czech family cookbook oh. from the fifties yeah. and it was all, it was just all of the extended family that was like, well, here's this, here's that. And in the, you know, they didn't, they didn't go buy meat somewhere. No. They took an animal and had it butchered or butchered it themselves yeah. and then themselves made mm-hmm. all the things. And so this particular one, 
I know from having read the recipe, includes a hog's head. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the the brain and the cheek meats and all the things. All of it. Um, knowing that, I don't ever want to eat it again. But good lord, that but it was, was delicious. Good. Yes, lots of garlic again. That they they they'd freeze that in a block, like a, a cube, mm-hmm. and then with a knife. Every knife my grandfather ever owned was so sharp that surgeons would be jealous. Yeah. With a sharp knife, they'd slice it off as thinly as they could, and then skillet fry it crispy. My word, you have that with an egg or two, and you feel like you could go milk the cows again or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I know I've said this, but thank you for ministering to us with yeah, the food, the comfort of food. That, that was our celebration of, of the women of the families. Yes, definitely. Definitely. All right. Anything else to add as we're wrapping things up? Probably, but I can't think of it. That's fair. Good enough. That is fair. All right. Well. So have an awesome Hoskova Canadicle. Something. (laughs) Words. Yeah. If anybody, one, if anybody Czech is listening, don't don't hate on me too hard for my mispronunciations. (laughs) Two, feel free to come to the Awesome Today Facebook group. Yeah. Or any of the awesome Facebook groups. Yes. And give commentary as to how it could be better or what we should try. Or how to say it, correct? Or how to say it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, in the meantime, what should they do? Well, that. And then have an awesome today, would you? Please you. Bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.